This March, downtown is turning into tournament town. Downtown Greensboro is celebrating the ACC tournament with free events like March 12th's Watch Party outside the new Tanger Center and the Downtown Festival on March 14th. If you're a basketball fan, you'll find fun in downtown Greensboro. Visit downtowngreensboro.org for more information. podcast this is jim who's just had kava kava yeah found the kava bar and and the guy gave me two free shots so i'm very mellow and uh you know and that was how it's supposed to happen actually i don't feel it yet i don't feel it so i you know maybe you don't feel it if you're mellow me you have avocado toast with that (laughs) (laughs) and as they disparage the millennials i'm the resident millennial annie voris that's jim dodson over there who may or may not have hallucinogenic effects right. from a kava drink. Um, Jim, where'd you, where, how did you find a kava beverage today? I parked next to it by the Carolina Theater and uh, I found the bar <laughs> and I parked Yeah, I thought, wow, look at this great window in this place. And I didn't have any change for, my, for this, so I went in and I said, can I get change for the, the can you make change? And he said, sure, uh, I can give you 10, 10 dimes. So I thought either he's stunned or I'm stunned, you know. So uh, no, it was just it was really fun. And he said, and I learned about kava. I learned about the, this bar. And there were a lot of very hip people laid back, working on their computers, low lighting, very mellow. I think we maybe should have the O'Henry staff there at okay, least once a, a week. Boomer question: What's kava? See, I said the same thing. Right. And he or, said sorry, he handed boomer. me a little cup, hey, like a specimen cup. Yeah. And it was full. He put this green stuff in it. This is Maria Johnson, who's the best writer, at least in the county on this corner of the table That's right. yes okay <laughs> and said this is uh it'll taste like dirt and i thought he was kidding it tasted exactly like dirt and i ate a lot of dirt when i was a kid so it, it took me back yeah it was great what is it it's a root it's a root they make it from a, the, i guess it's a plant a tropical plant they make it from the root and he has several things there this is nancy our senior editor speak up and tell them where you, yeah, yeah, you know about Lean this, right? in here, Nancy. No, I don't know about Kava. I only know about Java. Oh. Mm. Mm. The lifeblood of and, every good writer. wine. Mm. <laughs> so they had, they had yerba mate, cacao, Kava, and uh, I had two of them. I had the green one, which tastes like dirt. And he said, this is, I said, is this distilled? Does, is it fermented? And he said, "No, there's no alcohol in it, but it but it does. People, it does that mellow. That flask will travel. That's right. He said it mellow. It's mellow. People come in here and have a couple shots of this and feel very mellow. So, hmm. so if you want to feel like Jim is feeling right this minute, apparently, send twenty five dollars um, to. <laughs> no, um, he was hanging out at Crave Cava Bar inadvertently. It's uh, 202 Exchange Place, according to this flyer that he was just handed That's by right. a rando on the street. No, so, no, no. It was the owner, Rick. We believe you. It was Rick. Okay, well, Jim, you... Ask for Rick. It, ask like for the Rick. Like at the Casablanca bar, ask for Rick. Everybody goes to Rick's. Everybody so, I feel like Jim has introduced everybody except Lynn Donovan, our in-house wonderful photographer who we love so much. Hi, Lynn. Hello. How are you? I'm going to move this closer to you and make everybody lean in. I have a booming voice. No, you don't. Oh, I used to. So, I 
I'm the newest out of the team to the O. Henry team. And I was telling Nancy today, one of the coolest parts about working at O. Henry, personally, I believe, is the editorial meetings, getting to sit in. Nancy is literally You're bristling. certifiable, okay? <laughs> Nancy is bristling right it's this like minute. It's like roller derby. It is like roller derby. <laughs> it's like roller you derby, without it. wheels, without wheels. Um, so if you for, never know who's gonna hit you. For, <laughs> no, for all the people who aren't privy to this meeting, um, everybody on the team comes together and sits in the front of the little O. Henry office and they discuss what's coming up for the next month, the next few months, what stories they want to talk about, what stories they don't want to talk about, what they want to shoot. And it who is they just want to shoot. who they yeah. want to shoot. We get Jim How many times. We want to shake up Jim too. really gets riled up, which oh, I yeah. think is my favorite thing. Oh, we all argue. Yeah. Yes, we do. Especially, especially Maria and I usually get it. It's a free for all. It is a free for all. Oh, we, I, we our t- publisher came on the second <laughs> editorial meeting, and we were, and that time we were over on near the ball, ballpark. What was the little house that Spring we? Spring Street. Yeah, Spring Street. Yeah. And uh, our buttoned-up, lovely editor comes, and and we have a whole crowd, a big crowd, the whole original Henry staff, and we're talking. And the way it works, it really is kind of contained chaos, and that's mm-hmm. the idea. That's how great ideas are born. Maria says, oh, I have an idea, and someone else says, no, no, oh, yeah, I love that, but what if we did this? And it just grows from there. What if we completely changed your no, idea no, no, to no. my no, idea? No, it's a different <laughs> lens. We put different lenses on stories. Yeah. Anyway, so he came. and He's traumatized. It, everybody was yelling. Everybody was going, ooh, yeah. ooh, ooh, oh, oh, yeah. that's great. What about this? And he was like, he walked out. He was like somebody, it looked like he, he needed a Kava bar. Yes. Uh, you know, he was... Uh, he was like, oh, my God, that's nothing like the newspaper. And it's nothing. And Maria's a newspaper veteran. It's nothing like the newspaper where they go around the table and they say, what's your beat yeah. like? What's your beat like? But that's the creative ferment of a great magazine. Nancy knows the about that. The sweat hog meeting method. You know, yeah. Mr. Kata, Mr. Kata. You know, or a Rorschach. Uh, for, that's it. For boomers who remember. But how lucky are we to have a, a publisher who allows us to have that space? So, and, um, he did. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it was so funny when uh, the my counterpart at Salt Magazine came, Bill Irvin, to observe one of the meetings. At the end of it, he turned to me and said, "Our meetings at Salt are not like this." <laughs> yeah, and the reason that is, I mean, it's interesting. They want, they would love to be the writers down there would like to be here, and several of the writers here said they would rather be there. <laughs> oh, uh, the beach beat, yeah. so tough. I know it's tough. <laughs> yeah, the sand is always greener on the other side. The sand is always greener, right? <laughs> and in your shoes. An exchange program. We can work something out. Anyway, it was, it's, a, it's, it's a different dynamic. And I will tell you, the staffs are different. Um, they're a little more well-behaved. Uh, you're being called out, ladies. No, I love the misbehavior. What's That's that part? quote, That's part. Annie, about women who don't misbehave never make history or something Indeed, like women yeah. who or behave podcast. rarely or make podcast. history. Yes. Now, Lynn is easily the most well-behaved person that an organization. I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, she just sits there and waits. Behind uh, her Takes camera. pictures and... <laughs> I don't know. She was engaging Exposing. a little bathroom talk earlier. She was. Huh? <laughs> oh, I'll cut I'm that. Renovating. Well, that's sort of the theme of this podcast. <laughs> yes, by the way. that's right. Renovation. We are talking construction, reno, the rebuilding of Greensboro, and actually, you may be able to hear the construction crews that are all around us right this minute. The because, drinking. Well, <laughs> they're they better get back to work. That whistle blew a while ago. But we're actually recording from inside the currently under renovation Natty Green's downtown. And we're talking another construction project right now with Maria and Lynn, who covered it for the February edition of O. Henry Magazine. 
you guys were at Tanger. Tell us about our new performing arts center. Yeah, Lynn, Lynn, I think you should go first. Yeah. She well, was, Lynn, she how was literally boots on the ground. Muddy boots. I was literally muddy boots on the ground. Muddy boots. So what I want to hear from Lynn, you were just telling us how many pictures have you taken so far of this? Since 2016, probably 3,500 pictures from the very beginning. From the flat ground, once it was everything was taken off, I started shooting. And had, the last time I was there, was I was actually at a meeting this morning, but I was there last week um, taking pictures of Stephen Tanger, seeing it for the first time inside, oh. which well, was really cool. What do cool. you think? Yeah. I think he, was, he and Caroline were both very excited. It's, it's a beautiful facility. It, it's going to blow everybody away when they see it. It's just amazing. But to have been there from the very beginning and watch it, maybe I guess two times a month at least I would photograph and to walk in with my hard hat and my boots and and just watch the guys work and take pictures it was just special. You were telling us you you've got loaded up how many pictures of it from beginning to current in your in your website today? I did um, there's probably about 850 mm. on the website out of the 3,000 called down and that was a really hard job and you only used how many in the magazine 15 15 in the magazine um so yeah how do they get to your website www.moosepix m-o-o-s-e-p-i-x-s dot com don't oh. forget the s don't forget the s yeah lynn is the last photographer on the planet that i still can't talk into getting on st- onto instagram it's because she's too time. busy lynn is everywhere she's way too busy shooting green scenes yeah. Yes. Well, Maria, yes. you you got only not only a ground floor view of it, but you got the story behind it. Tell us about this thing. I mean, it's people have wondered wanted yeah. this kind of facility in Greensboro for a long, long time. Yeah, a long time. In fact, I was looking back at um, some archival stuff this morning about when really the first conversation started about a performing arts center in downtown. And it really goes all the way back to the late 1990s. Um, Matt Brown had not been on the job long um, as the managing director of the Greensboro Coliseum Complex when, um, you know, he kind of really raised his hand and said, we need to do something about War Memorial Auditorium. Um, It it was in big-time disrepair. Uh, Air conditioner didn't work. There was no handicapped access to the second floor. Dressing rooms were a shamble. Uh, sound Sound was terrible. Um, and so back then, he started talking about needing, in fact, he offered, I think, in 1999, $50 million, um, He would give naming rights to anybody who would pony up $50 million to improve it. And the very next year, um, some arts groups in Greensboro started batting around this idea of, what do we do? What do we do? Um, nobody stepped forth with $50 million. Do we try to float bond issues? Do we renovate the Carolina? Do we renovate the Carolina and build a smaller venue? And, and basically this went on for 10 years um, in the aughts. And there were two failed bond issues um, to improve War Memorial. And um, so finally in 2012, they convened a task force um, that basically said, okay, let's do this and let's do this downtown. And then they'd had a number of study groups look at it through the, through the aughts. But they got down to business in 2012. Um, they got the Community Foundation of Greater Greensboro together. 
um, got them talking with the city folks about it, and they came up with a plan to do this cooperative venture where the city would pony up um, basically half, a little more than half of the cost of the construction, um, and private donations through the community foundation largely would cover the other half. Um, that was 2012. Uh, at that point, they had a timeline that showed it would be open in 2017. Mm -hmm. And as when you're building any massive project of, or, or small project, I can say, whether it's a home or anything else, you know. Always things, longer and costs more. you can count on. Exactly. It's always going <laughs> to. Lynn's nodding her head vigorously. It's always going to cost more. And uh, it's it ended up costing more. about $11 million more than they thought, right? Uh, more than that. I think they started out talking 63 three was the total figure they first came up with and the most recent figure for construction was 88 with another five million dollars uh, tacked on in bond service uh, charges and the city and the private sector is going are, are going to split that five million dollars so um, the total they're writing at now is 93 million dollars um, so it's been a you know it's been a long haul I mean it's basically if you if you look back to 1999 20 years you know, um, so it's taken a while, but we've gotten around to it. And I think that adds to the anticipation and the excitement of now, my gosh, we finally get to see what has been in the making for so long. Absolutely. I know that um, I was talking to the staff and uh, all the chefs at Machete just yesterday, and they're starting to refer to the area as the entertainment district of Greensboro. You know, they're already banking on pre-show drinks and post-show dinners, and I think the whole city is just anticipating this so eagerly, so I'm excited. Well, yeah, and they're not going to be losing business to Durham because for how many years, that Maria mm has -hmm. just outlined, people longingly looked down the road toward you know, DPAC, so, and I think just even people living in places like Burlington are happy, you know, to come here rather than, you know, the, Fight the traffic to Raleigh. exactly. What about exactly. Winston? Well, 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 <laughs> they're, they're coming here. We don't actually. want those people. No, right? Nancy <laughs> drove here from Winston. <laughs> yeah. Half our staff no, works Actually, I will tell you, um, I have friends in Winston who uh, subscribe. They're among the, how many? 15,000 season 16, they're yeah. very excited about the Broadway um, mm -hmm. package coming. What's the, the capacity? What's it going to hold? Three thousand seats, 3, depending on on the depending yeah. on who configuration is there. And configuration, yeah. yeah, right, it can change. But it, you know, I mean, that was a primary motivator, I think, in this was the opening of DPAC and in the mid aughts when all this conversation was going on about what are we going to do? We've got to have a performing arts center. The not so much under the surface implication was, you know, we've got to have a way to compete with DPAC. And now we do. Um, we do in terms of space, we do in terms of sound and accommodations for the performers. Um, state of the art sound system being two put sound in systems, two, right? It's very, very state of the art, yeah. one of the best in the country. Right. And the, the, the promotional group, Nederlander, right? Nederlander, mm -hmm. um, is the same group that brings these. Broadway shows to DPAC. Now, I don't know if they're going to be riding the same circuit and go one after the other, but it's the same quality of shows. And if you've ever been to DPAC, you know, it's just, I mean, it's, if you, if you close your eyes when you go out on the street, you know, you would think you just came from a Broadway show. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, Lynn, I want to talk more about some of the things you saw during your 
photographing this and I know you have a performing background you've done musical theater and dance and accordion and um, so from a performer's perspective I mean everybody's excited and jazzed about being in the audience but you've seen the stage so if you were performing on deep I mean in the tanger stage what did what are your impressions I think I would have died and gone to heaven. Um, the stage box is incredible. It's, it's so tall that they'll be able to take the scenery completely up and not be seen. It, I've been up on the third, the, the third catwalk at the very top taking pictures down, and it's like you're in another country looking, looking down on the stage. Um, my favorite view is standing midstage and looking out at the house. I mean, it's just a gorgeous gorgeous view and anybody that gets to perform on that stage is going to be blown away more so I think than the audience frankly I really oh, do wow. and you got to see that Schiffman ring of lights oh. which is so cool the Schiffman ring of light is is unique it is going to be so exciting because it's it's going to count down the hour before the show starts and they'll all be lit and then they'll go off one at a time mm. and when the last one goes off the curtain will mm. go up and it's a huge thing just beautiful just beautiful um, I think one of the things that caught my eye in your photographs, Lynn, was the, we call it a balcony outside, the patio on, on the rooftop. Yeah, there, there is going to be a rooftop um, patio, and all of these areas have been named for donors, and I wish I had a list for, of the donors. I don't think we have one here. Um, but each area is, has been named, and there is an outside patio. There is an, there's a couple indoor spaces that will be able to be rented. There's already weddings being um, planned for in the area. Nancy just gave me a look. I swear I'm not getting married again. Just the first no, time. No, not you, Annie. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, there's a lot, a lot of places like that. There's actually a full catering kitchen in there. Wow. It's, it's beautiful. It's a really nice kitchen. Um, the one thing they didn't plan for was storage. So there's no storage area in the building, so they will be using the building behind it, the old chamber building, as storage hmm. and offices. Storage for what? What are you talking about? Anything that they need in the building. Set pieces or just stuff that they don't have room to store in the building. There was really not much storage. But the green room is gorgeous. Um, the star's dressing room is really going to be cool. Jay Leno's going to be the first one to use it. Um, hmm. It's, uh, it's going to be neat. So, ladies, what show? I know we've seen the scrolling marquee outside that's very New York style. It feels like Times Square, downtown Greensboro. Which show popping up on that screen are you most excited to see this year or next? Well, I, I really, um, we have a son who lives in, in New York and Brooklyn, and so we get up there right regularly. And um, I've seen a lot of these shows, but one I haven't seen is the Carol King uh, musical Beautiful, which is actually the first in the Broadway series that is going to be here. So I'm um, looking forward to that. And then, um, of course, there's um, Porgy and Bess, which uh, Rihanna Giddens is going to come home to do. Star. Yes. yes. And um, I'll just give a shout out to her. She does a, um, a podcast um, from the Met, uh, the Metropolitan Opera in New York called Aria Code. Um, she did, I listened last week to a beautiful segment um, diving into the history of the story of Porgy and Bess, which is actually based on a book called Porgy that captivated George Gershwin. And he went down there and spent a, a month um, in Gullah territory um, in preparation of, of writing the opera. Um, 
look, it's just she's excited about it, and she's she's giving national uh, recognition to Greensboro and and coming here to do this opera, you know, in her hometown. It's, it's going to be a big deal. So I'm way jazzed about that one. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? What are you looking forward to? Well, definitely that one. That's yeah. probably on the top of my yeah. list. And of course, Wicked. I've seen yeah. Wicked twice Wicked. already, but yeah. it's just it's just one of those shows that you can see over and over and over and just love. So yeah, I'm excited about that one. Well, and here's the nerds' uh, excitement. Um, the the Greensboro Symphony, the music of Queen, yes, oh, is yeah. playing April 4th. However, what what actually excites me is that what the tanger is going to do to expand something existing and that's within Greensboro Symphony because of the tanger being here they've created the new Greensboro Symphony Master Chorale and they had auditions for that so they're going to um, be able to present um, Beethoven's Ninth Um, you know and so I just think that that's a a great um, example of how the tanger center is as I said earlier expanding something we already have in the Greensboro Symphony just so I think that's really cool local love on a national ranked stage yeah yeah we're among the best in the nation now which is exactly where we should be you're so humble you know I'm obsessed with Greensboro (laughs) I know you are I have a crush I think one of the great benefits or added benefits of that (coughs) is as someone who rode his bike as a kid down these streets and saw this whole end of town down here near the tracks by Natty's just fall into complete disrepair. I'm very close with the with Greensboro beautiful folks and they're getting ready. They have fantastic plans to turn this into a brick kind of circle that's going to be really beautiful. He's and pointing at Hamburger Square, I yeah, believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, this I believe this was Jim's lunch when I was a uh, young reporter here. We're sitting in Jim's lunch perfect name uh often have lunch here uh and dog's breakfast dog's breakfast oh that's our that's our resident uh pun slinger nancy oakley i'm i'm paid to be a smart aleck there you are uh anyway i think i think you know for me as a as a as a son of the city and a law who went away for 30 years and came back never thought he'd come back i think this is the most amazing transformation I know people talk about uh, Raleigh and they talk about Charlotte and they talk about, you know, places in the state that are booming. But, boy, just watching Greensboro come back to life, the South End, and the, uh, it, it's, it's full of young people, 50,000 college students. Um, and it's the restaurants. It's just I just found the new Cava Bar today. I didn't know it was there. Something new I'm feeling, every day for you, Jim. It is. It's an exciting life, you know. <laughs> I think it's cool that we've got this sort of we've, – we've got these um, – I don't know what you call them, like centers of gravity maybe, or this critical mass on both ends of Elm Street now. I mean, right. Elm Street has always been the axis that um, downtown Greensboro spins on, right? And now you've got a strong presence and a lot of things hopping um, below the tracks. You've got Tanger, the Greensboro Cultural Center, the Children's Museum, the Greensboro History Museum. Um, all the, that. The breweries on, on at the, the North the End and all at the North End. And then in between, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, the beautiful Carolina Theater, which, you know, is, 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 has been remade into, has always been a show place and has been refreshed into an even more brilliant show place and try a stage and to just like, yeah. you know, it's like putting meat on the ribs, right? So you've got some, you've got some really heavy hitter things going on at either end and now, with, you know, the infill is starting in between. And so what it, it makes for 
a lovely walk. It makes for a great first Friday stroll. And building back there, yeah. right? They're building off to the to the east of us. There's all kinds of hotels going in there. Is that right? Oh gosh, hotels all around. I mean, there's a Hampton Inn right down the. Street well, and there. and Revolution Mill wants to tap into what's going on down here too. You know, yeah. once they get more greenways and, hey, I think a trolley would be, you know, They're my purpose. Yeah, the participatory yeah. budget, I, I believe that was one of the biggest vote getters was. was the the trolley downtown. Mm -hmm. I love the participatory budget, which is such a nerdy thing to get excited about. <laughs> but we as Greensboro residents actually get to vote on what we're interested in seeing around town. And it, it's interesting to have a voice on cool new projects like upgrading the bog garden where yeah. I saw a snake and may never go back because <laughs> of it. You're not going to see those in the bog, right? <laughs> You're going to see lots of snakes in the bog yeah. garden. I used, I used to be in there a lot. That's why I only go there when it's 20 below, so I won't see them either. Oh, that's a good plan. Oh, I thought O'Henry people were stronger than that, more nature-loving. Read our April issue, which is going to be about a woman who raises snakes. Really? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, Annie. I might be with you on letting that one sit on the rag for a while. <laughs> Until it doesn't move for a while. Well, this, this actually leads into our, our section of impertinent questions. And, I, you know, Jim had a thought, but, but I first wanted to start in front of Jim and Nancy. I want to know what story you either hated having to cover or wish somebody would have let you cover. So, Maria. Uh, in the last month? Or? No, just in, in your life. In, oh, yeah. in your time at O'Henry or in your life ever. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening very closely. The one I, I hated to, most to cover, or no one's ever listening when I'm talking. <laughs> I know. We, we not, none of us listen to us. It's we? true. We're just here for to fill up space. I was thinking about the last month. Go ahead. No, so um, just in your tenure at yeah. O'Henry, yeah. what story didn't get past the editorial meeting that you wish had, or which one were you given and resented? What? Well, we're still chipping away at the death issue. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's that what, one will live in infamy. I, 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 want, to, I want to give it. Or uh, the, the Black Christmas issue well, with that, David yeah. Bailey. But we, we, Hattie Adderholt's over here blanching, gonna, but please, <laughs> no. <laughs> no we can't wanna, sell death. <laughs> I want to do a real, like, stick in the eye of death, like, mostly celebration sort of oriented thing. And yeah. we've had, you know, that's that's one that's gotten It was the, black, it was the total black cover picture. That, that was one that the, never got out of the brainstorm yeah. meeting. But, um, no, I, I mean, I have to say that for the most part, you know, I, there's a lot of, freedom here and and if there are stories that I have really felt strongly back about I might have to loop around two or three times and come at them at a different tack or think of a different angle but you know I think I can't think of anything really that I've wanted to write about that I haven't been so able I would have broadened that out to your career yeah there's a few of those a few of those <laughs> you got sent to do something you didn't want to do yeah, well, we won't go there. <laughs> You're a newspaper I, person. We had those. I, oh, yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of those. But. I can go you one better than that. I used to write advertorials, so yeah, okay. enough, enough said. Okay. <laughs> no, Nancy, not enough said. Tell us, what, what story what, did you have to scrap, or what did you pick up that you didn't want to manage? In O'Henry? I can't. No, I don't, I don't want to go there. Let's um, go in your whole life. In my whole life. There was one advertorial I was uh, asked to write, and uh, basically the client sort of gave it to one of their people. So they'd done me out of a writer's fee. Bottom line. <laughs> oh, dear. 
Well, since I'm not a writer, occasionally I'm a Talk writer. About it really. <laughs> what photo then? I'll what? tell you the hardest thing that I shoot, and you're going to laugh, are green scenes. The most popular thing in the magazine, yeah. easily. But they're the hardest to shoot. Why? 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 All the people. Have you ever people. seen her do this? It's intense. <laughs> I've seen Lynn balance her camera, her notepad to take the names of the people she's photographing, and a full wine glass all at once. Usually I hide it in the corner because normally if I put it down, it gets bust away. Um, but they're hard because people half the time say no. They won't let me take their picture or they'll give me their name as Bond, James. Um, yeah, they think it's funny, but you don't know how many times I've heard that. And to get the names right, it's just very stressful. Yeah. You <laughs> think about, I mean, I think about that all the time when I look at that feature because you, we probably run, I mean, how many, how many separate events cover, will we cover six maybe in a, there's about four, four, something like that. And you think about all the faces that are in there and all the permutations of people. And for I guarantee you that she probably shoots three times at least what makes it into the magazine. For every one of those frames that she shoots, she's got to get who's in there. Two names. Names, plural. And she's got yep. to get them spelled right. Yep. That's a tremendous amount of work. And my, I just like when you look at play, things in the magazine that – you kind of take for granted. You, I mean, stop and think about that sometime, uh, and yeah, all the work, and all, all, and all, and all the work that goes into that. Seriously, I mean, but that's the kind of thing. To, but but readers love it, right? Readers love it, and um, and and we're committed to doing that, and uh, people people love it. it, and it gives us a nice opportunity, also. I think to sometimes people want us to write about things that, for one reason or another, deadlines often, um, you know, because we work so far out, we can't cover. That's a great alternative to say you know what we might be able to get a green scene in there too and so I think we've gotten people thinking that way oh yeah that, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah oh yeah but I don't know you got to photograph Nathan Chen and all those guys at the figure skating oh yeah now, I mean, you know th there are some great perks you know going to the figure skating and, and meeting all the skaters and photographing them you know that was wonderful and then also using it as a green scene as well and using it on oh hey and whatever we needed it for um, so yeah that's a lot of fun for those who weren't privy to Lynn at the US National Ice Skating Championships she's perched up as high as you can possibly get in the Coliseum shooting down from above so she doesn't get you know cloudy pictures you know crowded you didn't put on your skates and go skate around and get you know darn. she did chase down brian boitano though i did i did i had a picture made in 1998 i believe of he and i together with his curly hair and my curly perm and <laughs> i showed it to him and we both got a really good laugh because he has no hair now and mine is straight um but he did say we both had aged well so <laughs> Well, no, I, I'm not going to answer that. You're not going to answer that? Well, I mean, you, I, I've had such a checkered journalism career. Seriously, the first... Shady past no, is what well, I mean, The first people. eight years were in Atlanta when I got there at um, the magazine of Ma Margaret Mitchell at the Atlanta Constitution Magazine, and they thought I was suspect because I was a Carolinian and wasn't a Georgian. It's the oldest Sunday magazine, and I was the youngest person they'd ever hired, so they wondered, was the editor drunk when he hired this kid out of, North, out of Greensboro? So I got thrown into... And uh, Klan rallies in Alabama, missing and murdered. Uh, the missing and murdered thing was terrible. I, in fact, I spent seven, year, seven and a half years there writing about wars in central, the Central War, American wars, 
um, illegals crossing the border. I did all of these stories, and I got I actually burned out, and I wrote about this in a, through two of my books. I just got to 30, and I said, I can't do this the rest of my life. I can't. I was I never took a vacation. I burned out. Literally was leaving town, and an old famous old golfer and a guy uh, who was the the sports editor of the paper invited me out to East Lake where Bobby Jones played golf, and he said, well, "You need to write a story that saves this place." And so I did it literally as a favor to him. It was on it headed for the wrecking ball this place, and I wrote the story, and uh, I thought, you know, I loved golf. I grew up playing golf in this town, and I've written. Four of my books were books of the year in the golf world. That's where it started. I left the South. I moved to New England. I wrote the story. Furman Bisher, who was a legendary sports editor, called me and he said, well, we ran, they ran your story, and guess what? There's, a, there's kind of a beginnings of a grass move, roots movement to save Eastlake, and today it's where they have the tour championship. That's so, how you got into the golf thing. That's how I got, I've yeah. wondered that before. Well, I went no. to Yankee Magazine in yeah, New England, and right. I turned down the Washington Post. I went to Yankee because I was so burned out, and I moved to the Green River in Brattleboro, Vermont, home of the counterculture where Bernie Sanders and company all come from. Every, every woman had more underarm hair than I did, uh, and it was the greatest place to live because all the food tasted like shrubbery. It was beautiful for a guy, southern involved, boy wearing. Yeah. It was very evolved. <laughs> I got a fly rod, a dog from the Humane Society. I learned to fly fish. That's a book I wrote called Faithful Travelers, and mm-hmm. it changed my life. And, and when you look at O. Henry magazine, you're looking at a big version of those two magazines. One was the top news magazine in the South, and the other was the best regional magazine in the country. So... I learned my lessons. I kept my mouth shut, and now I don't have to keep my mouth shut because, you know, it's our magazine, right? No, but every <laughs> once in a while, we just send you to the Kava Bar to tone it down <laughs> That's a little it. Bit. That's it, the Kava Bar. No more burnout for Jim. We're so glad to have you. We're especially glad to have Maria and Lynn today. Thank you guys so much Amen. for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having us. I just have to say, this this team at O'Henry, the writers of O'Henry, Maria's the, the, the lead-off hitter. She was, I think you had to be the first. You and Jim Slosher were the first two people I came after. And you are a, such a deep and and, with, and then I went after Cindy, Nancy David, uh, and Nancy, Lynn. I met early, and yeah. these are these are amazing people who know this city and love it to the core. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I I just am every time I stop and think about it, I have to pinch myself that you know it, it, it's such a sort of little freak of nature here that this magazine came up when it did and I'm so grateful to be working really with some of the most talented people I've, I've known in my whole career I've been doing this for almost 35 years now and your and hair looks great I, <laughs> <laughs> well you know I caught myself cut I caught myself brushing my hair in the car when I parked and I was like what the I'm on radio. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm talking about the color. <laughs> I kind of, yeah, well, uh, thank you. That too. I've gone frosty for those of you who want to use your imagination. But um, not frosted, frosty. Um, so uh, anyway, it's, you know, it's a pleasure to be here. And it's nice to be at a time of life in a place that appreciates it. And um, when you're in the company of, um, of people who want to get together and curse and toss around story ideas, it's... Um, Amen. Well, ladies, thanks so much for tossing around stories with us today. Have a great day. Stop downstairs. Get a bar from your, I mean, a beer a from your local bartender. How and much kava did I have? Yeah, exactly. We need, you need a little more kava, a little I think. A more yeah. We're going downstairs and have a few of the locals, right? Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. going to come right back with the uh, locals, and we're looking forward to it. So thanks, guys. Thank you. High tech here. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Okay, I, I am recording now. Um, 
because cheers. Jim. Cheers. 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 Cheers, everybody. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. 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 One more. This is the fun part of the show. Yeah. The reward for all this hard work talking to our colleagues, you know. I'm sorry. I was taking a drink. I wasn't listening to you at all. She never has. But I am listening to our, our newest addition to the Starlight Room podcast. Chris, introduce Hello, yourself. Hello, Chris Lester, owner of Natty Green's Brewing Company. We're thrilled to have you. This is the time of the show. Again, we, we like the most in some ways, although we love our guests. No, we love our guests, especially <laughs> yeah. when they're bartenders and bar owners. Well, of course, this is the nightcap. The nightcap. Chris, you've served us up some libations. Yes. We're sitting in your under-renovation beautiful downtown location of natty greens what's going on here we've been listening to people working all day maybe you can even hear it in the background of this podcast we've just uh we've been here for almost 16 years in august and my wife and i ashley own natty greens and we haven't done anything to the building in really 16 years and we just felt like it was time to you know just kind of update it and get, get get with the times you know this has been a huge investment you've put into this area. Yeah, it's it was it was a big investment when we did it, you know, 16 years ago, back in 2003, and then it's another big investment we're doing now currently, but we're super excited about downtown Greensboro and what's going on with the new Performing Arts Center opening up next month, holy mm-hmm. cow, and we'll have our space will be completely renovated at that time, and we, we just, you know, it's been fun for us. And Chris, it seems to me you guys were in the vanguard of the re- renaissance of downtown Greensboro, weren't you, 16, 15 years ago? As yes. a local son who yes. left here in 1977, you would not have wanted to walk. You wouldn't come down here at no. night over the tracks. No. And no. Wow. I mean, what a transformation. But you guys were in the, in, the, in the front wave of that, weren't you? Yes, we were one of the pioneers. I mean, I guess the Richies were the yeah. first one here. Uh, that kind of started it, and the McCools came, yeah, yeah. and then we opened in 2004. We finally opened the doors and started brewing beer. Right. But uh, yeah, and then the stars were aligned, and everyone was psyched about downtown Greensboro. And then, of course, the Grasshopper Stadium opened. That was great, right. and it was just really a great time. And and we feel like it's you know, downtown lost a little bit of its luster. I think we've had a lot of sprawl with a lot of you know places opening up in neighborhoods closer mm-hmm. neighborhoods and a lot of other smaller downtowns doing well like you know high point and right. burlington and right. you know all the smaller sit- towns so but now with the warming heart center we, we really believe we're going to be back on the forefront of, of this area again with our downtown and with is that what sort of drove your renovation i mean other than it had been 16 years yeah. a little bit sure absolutely i mean we felt better about the investment we knowing that the the city and all of the people, not just the city, but the, the citizens of Greensboro are putting $90 million into a downtown facility, I and mean, we're excited. And it made it easier for that investment. And we just pulled out some equity in the building, the yep. building we, we were fortunate to have, and we were able to do the renovations. You know, and I know uh, I was here when uh, Greensboro Beautiful unveiled its plans for this square uh, out here, yeah. which is going to be absolutely be gorgeous. It's going to be gorgeous. It's going to bring unti- all kinds of people downtown. Yes. Maybe, you know, just to... It's just a flowering of the city that I just yeah. think is magnificent, you know? Yes. Well, what are some of the specifics you've done in the building for our listeners? Well, yeah, <laughs> people. Go, right. Y'all need to come in. Just come see for yourself well, now. First of all, come have lunch, but you will <laughs> right. not recognize the downsta- uh, downstairs. Right, right. So what we did is when we, we hired an architect, and he came in immediately, he said, your space, the 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 face of your space is, is Elm Street. That's downtown. That's Main Street, Greensboro. And I, we had games up here, and it was dark. And mm-hmm. then downstairs, we had just our dining room. 
And at night, it would be, you know, at, during the week, especially it's empty. You know, dinner's over at 8, 9 o'clock, and we look like a ghost town down there. So we took the bar and put it in the front of our dining room downstairs and really put that energy to the front where, where Elm Street is. We moved the bathrooms or moving those in the back of the restaurant and putting booths down the wall to so really That's open cool. that space up. And then up here on the second floor where we are, we just shortened the bar. We took all the games that were up the front, and we put all the seating in the front. We brightened, got rid of all the dark wood, and really brightened it up with light gray. Um, incidentally, these are historic colors we picked out through Sherwin-Williams. Huh. They, have, yeah. they have actually have a, a historic um, palette that we picked from. It was really neat. But it's just, you know, and then we're in a new bar, brand new bathrooms. We took it to the, you know, gutted the whole place and started over. Right. The, the menu's always been great. Are you t- any changes to Oh, the there is a whole well, new menu. A yeah, whole new menu. Up. So wow. it, we really, my wife and I really wanted this place to be a reflection of us. Yeah. And, and we think, you know, how to be successful is to be a reflection of the ownership and really what we want to strive to do every day. And we, you know, we, we try to have healthier options. We try to, you know, all of our foods and meats are, you know, hormone-free, steroid-free. Um, we changed our sodas from popular sodas that you see with a lot of high fructose corn syrup and junk. We found a soda out of, actually it's out of Maine, and it's all natural organic soda, no dyes, no high fructose corn syrup. So we switched all that. Um, the menu items, you can see we've done a lot of diff- more vegetarian options. Mm-hmm. Almost 95% of our menu is gluten-free. We use a, a flour. It's a high-protein flour that's gluten-free. So wow. more expensive. We've upgraded our uh, the fryer grease. I don't know if you guys knew, but I, I, my food broker gave me a valuable lesson in fryer grease. And we were using this stuff, and I didn't know, and it was called a soy base. It was full of trans fats, and I had no idea. It's actually outlawed in New York. And so <laughs> he showed me these, and I said, ah, it's fryer grease, it's fryer grease. We brought me three different kinds. One was the cheap stuff we were using with all the trans fats. One was a canola, and one was a, a rice oil. And we fried every chip, every fry, everything we fry, and tried them all and the difference between the trans fat and the rice oil was amazing difference and you can so really taste the food i can feel food right now i can feel my arteries opening up just hearing him talk about it <laughs> well look we still are fried food and bar food but we just yeah, want you to feel, yeah. feel a little bit better about it's eating the tradition it. across the yeah, world yeah i know? mean but but you don't need to use trans fats you know right. we, we get no, you get was, your hog dip course, and have it too right, right but but of course, it's two and a half times more expensive than the stuff we were using currently. Further your investment in Greensboro right, down to that micro level. Now, is all this available? <laughs> now this menu's ready? Correct. We it's ready. It right this now. is still a paper menu. We haven't yeah. printed it. Right. But, but it, yes, it's ready. Are you this having is, a grand opening? We're going to try to have a grand opening. I, like, I hope all of our renovations are done. Um, by March, okay. mid-March, so timed with the and after the, the ACC hang- tournament yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. stuff, we'll probably have something. I'm hoping April, May, do a grand, grand. Now, there's a rumor that the uh, the Tangers on its outdoor billboard is going to show uh, the on ACC 12th, tournament, right? March Correct. March You're going to have this will be like the opening. This is like the Christmas night when everybody's downtown. You have yes. all of these old ACC. Uh, Slugs like me that, that <laughs> took their transistor radios to school at Grimsley with a little earphone and listened right, to it. Right, right. I yeah. remember that. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of cool hangouts and fun things to do, I want to know, what does the third floor look like, the loft? Well, we have plans to renovate that as well. We haven't done anything yet. We're going to upgrade the furniture soon, but other than that, it's pretty much the same. We have a plan to make it larger, to open the space up, take some of the office space out. But... Um, we're doing the first and second floor first, and then we hope to do that out of cash flow. Quite honestly, we didn't want to borrow any more money. Okay. And we also have plans to ex- make the patio a little bit bigger and cover it. 
And the patio will take advantage of what Jim was just talking about, the hamburger square. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Maybe yes. you could do naming rights like they did down there. You could, if somebody gives you $50 million, you can... You can <laughs> Jim, how much money is in your wallet right now? Oh, let's see, enough to get out of the parking deck, and I think that's it. You okay, know? it's the official Jim Dodson no. patio yeah. of Hamburger Square. I'm excited about it. And we, Jim's and we, lunch. And March, March 14th, we're having the get downtown event yes right, it's right the here. downtown festival of tournament town mm-hmm. it looks like awesome. it's gonna be a lot of fun it's gonna be great i'll be there it's gonna I, be we're gonna have irish dancers we're gonna bagpipes right. we've got three or four different bands playing so wow. we're gonna we're gonna go from noon to like 9 30 that night so that's it's great be fun. wow i have to come back down here for a cranberry plum one of these <laughs> nice girly beers so that i'm drinking so don't disparage the cranberry it's a plum bison it's it's a it's a style of beer it's pretty light easy drinking it's, like a sour. It's, it's a little bit of sour you're exactly right it has a little sour flavor to it i have to counter my sweetness somehow right jim <laughs> don't laugh too hard annie you, do you guys know do you know you know how many different types of beer there are in the world no Oh, teach me something. What would you guess? Uh, mm. I'd say 9,000. There are two types of beer in the world. Only two. Oh, two. Yeah, yeah. It's a lager or an ale. Oh, yeah. You have to be one or the other. Yeah. And that's the only two types well, of beer. Now, there's varieties. many different varieties and yeah, styles, yeah. thousands and thousands yeah, of varieties yeah, yeah. and styles, especially now with all the craft right. brewers opening up. Right. Everything's just, but this is, I'm drinking a Guilford lager, and y'all are drinking ales. Oh. So, so you want to give us a quick elevator difference here? Yeah, well, ales are fermented at a higher temperature, so there, and the yeast actually ferments on top of the liquid, so that's the difference really at a higher temperature, like 75 degrees. And then a lager, we ferment with a yeast that works on the bottom at lagers, and it takes a longer period of time, usually six to eight weeks to ferment out. And the longer you give it, the better it is. I love this stout. It's really fantastic. I've had it and just enjoyed it here forever. Well, and I'm drinking the Buckshot Amber Ale, which I feel like I have had about a billion times at Greensboro Grasshoppers games. Am I right there? (laughs) Am I? Did I have too many? It's a classic. It is a classic. classic. Were you able to get up at the seventh inning stretch? I I was. You barely get to your feet by that point. I really. I peaked fifth. Thank you. Too much buckshot. Yeah. What kind of fifth was that? <laughs> <laughs> I cheered on the home team, and that's what there matters. That's right. Well, so, is- Chris, before we let you go, we have to ask you to give us your 2020 bartender wisdom. Say I belly up to your bar, and I need your advice on life. What are you giving me to get yeah, through 2020? Yeah, across the ages, bartenders have been the keepers yeah. of life wisdom and sure. bad jokes. Bad so jokes. whichever you can provide, we would be deeply appreciative well i don't know you know i i I tell you you know i tell my bartenders just when they're bartending behind the bar to treat your customers as if you're in your own house oh you know like the hospitality if somebody came over you're not just gonna Mm -hmm. ignore them right Mm -hmm. you're gonna say hey i don't know i'm pretty you know crabby sometimes (laughs) but come over you know and treat them like you are like they're a guest at your own house i think you'll, you'll do well in this business that's great. Well, let's take that into 2020. Treat everyone as if like, they're cheers. a guest in your cheers. house. Cheers. 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 Chris, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, one of the one of the exciting things you might not know about the podcast you're currently on is we recently um, legitimized ourselves by getting on Apple Podcasts. We're excited. So um, we want to take the opportunity to ask everyone listening to download rate review subscribe do anything you can to spread the word because we're talking about greensboro which we love and we want more people to hear the word so thanks chris for coming in thanks to all of natty greens for letting us do this and uh, nancy and jim we'll do this again thanks guys see you next time over and out bye